Hi, you guys. How are you doing? This is Richard Sachs. I'm sorry we're late. This is Lost Arts Radio Live, and it is live. Not re- If it was recorded, we'd be exactly on time. But we're trying to get our friend Joel Skousen connected up, and there's something going on with, with his connection because it's saying unavailable, and he's never late, so I'm not sure what's happening. Anyway, in the meantime, and for any of you that don't know about Joel, <clears throat> Joel is the author of some books, including um, Strategic Relocation, The Secure Home, and other things. Uh, Strategic Relocation is a really good book. I recommend it. And what it's about is he's saying these are the good places in America and and elsewhere, mostly in the U.S., to relocate prior to things getting more intense in the world. And this was written before, well, years before this uh, fake pandemic was going on. But there's a new version out now that's updated that has a lot of the new uh, elements in it. And um, a lot of the country thinks is not acceptable and other parts are. And he has really detailed an analysis state by state. That's strategic relocation. And it's a good book to read. So I, I think it's worth getting if you want to know about things like that. The, the Secure Home is other one is about how to make your residence um, more difficult to attack, basically. It's a strategic analysis of your location and your structure. And he's a consultant for that kind of thing all over the world. So he's a really interesting guy. He's a um, Marine aviator. I think it's Marines. It's military for sure. And he was in uh, the military during the Vietnam era. And he's got lots of high-level military and civilian connections Really interesting guy. I hope he calls us back. Uh, Doug is trying to find him right now. And in the meantime, while we're waiting for that, I don't have any other show planned for you guys. But um, So if we cut it short, we cut it short. But I'll tell you in the meantime, while we're looking for him, some of the things that I wanted to talk to him about, because he's pretty knowledgeable about the basics of uh, health, which is more than we can say for the medical industry. Well, they're knowledgeable. They just don't teach it to anybody, including doctors. Um, One of the key elements, and, you know, these things that I'm about to say, they're not just for the people who are already on board with knowing the real nature of the pandemic and the virus and the origin and all that stuff. We've talked about that quite a few times before. This is also for people working within the power structure that are thinking um, maybe they're I mean wishful thinking maybe but they might be thinking about whether they're really doing something good by participating in deceiving the whole world playing their part in the biggest I would say the biggest attack against humanity coordinated attack in world history is going on right now And the weird thing about that is almost nobody's aware of it. Well, some people are aware of it, but the majority of the world, I think, doesn't have any idea. Because I'm in a pretty conscious, um, relatively speaking, area of the country in Arizona. And most of the people, or a lot of the people are walking around in the stores, glancing sideways at each other and in fear and saying, oh my God, that other person doesn't have a mask on. And I read the sign that they've had up for many weeks, months actually, at the cashier checkout in the natural food store. And it says, my mask protects you and your mask protects me. 
which is total nonsense, but it's really brilliant because it makes people or it gives them the motivation to try to harass other people into doing the same thing. Whereas in reality, Fauci and all the other health scientists that are honest that know anything about the whole subject will verify that the masks do nothing to stop viral transmission. So all you guys that are doing the censorship and working for the big social media giants and in the regular media too, reading off your teleprompters about what facial expression to have and uh, what to say to everybody, what exact phrases to use as if you had thought of them yourself. You know, and, and we've seen compilations of 20 or 30 different so-called news anchors and commentators saying, well, I mean, what was the latest phrase I saw? And things may get pretty salty in the near future. And another station says, well, things might actually get pretty salty in the near future if we're not careful. And, and we have like 30 other people after that using the exact same phrase, but in a way that they look spontaneous, like they just thought of it, that they really want to alert you to something, and it's all fake. They're actors, and they're reading off the teleprompters, and their reason that some of them get paid large amounts of money is they're very good actors. They look more real than some of us real people that are actually spontaneous. Uh, they do a great job, so I guess they're worth the money. But they're working in the industry to deceive the public. And that's, to put it in, in one terminology, that's not very good karma. And it's not just a belief system that that's not good to do. It's real. That, that actually is not good for you to do that. So if you're working in part of the deception complex in major media or in social media, um, and you're told to earn your money by deceiving the public and make them terrified of a virus which isn't even isolated and uh, CDC doesn't even have a sample of it. There's nothing to test compared to it. In other words, the test that they're using, and I think this is a really important point to comprehend, the test that they're using is called the PCR test, polymerase chain reaction. And um, it's not a test for viruses. It's not a diagnostic tool for any disease. And the the magnitude of that deception is beyond most people's emotional capacity to absorb. So in, in order to understand that one point, even if that were the only thing that we said on, on this broadcast, if you got that, you understand the basis of the whole deception. You know, in order to have numbers... A lot of people that don't really get it fully, really good people that are very smart, a lot of doctors and scientists and uh, investigative reporters and things say, well, the numbers are way out of overblown, you know, and, and um, it's not as serious as they thought. And uh, some people that I can't even mention here will be disappeared right in the middle of the broadcast in this uh, freedom of speech bastion in the United States. A lot of them say, well, the death rate is like 0.000026 or something like that percent of all the people that are supposedly infected with the virus die from it. Virtually nobody, basically. They die from other things and 
they're mislabeled as uh, COVID-19, but that's really not accurate to say that the numbers are overblown like that. Because to say that they're overblown numbers, you have to base the numbers on something real. And they haven't done that yet. It hasn't, hasn't been accomplished at all. So if you're not using a real test, how do you get real numbers? <clears throat> it's not point zero 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 whatever. It's not able to be calculated because you don't have a test. And if you don't have a test, you don't have any numbers, accurate or not. This is a really important key point. And um, there's a, a really world-renowned genetic testing scientist in, what is it, Massachusetts, I think, that had a story out this morning that was saying this. And so he's risking getting fired or being shot or whatever in between they decide to do to him. And it probably depends on how many people hear his message. We're trying to reach him right now to get him on the show if he's brave enough to do that. But he was saying, yeah, the PCR test is just uh, a euphemism. It's not really a test. The inventor, Kerry Mullis, who died, interestingly, right before the whole pandemic started. So he's conveniently out of the picture. He had said on video, you can look him up, and he's still on social media. They haven't realized that. Well, I guess most of the public doesn't even know about him. So it's safe to leave him up. He doesn't have to be. Uh, deleted from the major platforms just yet. And he said the same thing I'm trying to say, and that is that uh, the PCR test takes a sample of genetic material from a throat swab or whatever they get from you as a sample. And if you've ever had a corona family infection, which almost everybody has, then it's in there, even if it's only minute portions of it to find. And this uh, PCR test will go in there and find any minute uh, residue of any kind of uh, viral particles or DNA particles or things like that. And then if you want to see it better, it'll blow it up as big as you want. And it keeps doubling and doubling and doubling until it's the magnitude that you want. So if you want to show that somebody's positive, I'm sure any of us could learn to do this really quickly. All you do is you hit increase in cycles, probably done on a computer keyboard. And if you just keep going and going and going, and they've been doing 30 plus cycles in these tests, then it looks really bad. It looks like you're just about, you could die any second because it's just, you know, overwhelming your defenses and it's an extreme emergency and if they do less than that number of cycles and they only do a few and they then they could show that you're negative you don't have it that's a scam i don't know if you are grasping the magnitude of what i'm saying there's no test these numbers that it's not very dangerous they're not accurate it's not just the people who say it's going to kill you any minute that aren't accurate. It's everybody. It's anybody that's citing any numbers, even really low numbers. And it's complicated by the fact that because there's no test, 
no sample to compare to, so they can't be a test. Uh, CDC said they don't have a sample, sorry. There's nothing available. This was a Freedom of Information Act request a while back, and they said, well, it's not actually available. We don't have it, sorry. If it's not available, you can't compare any sample to you know, a gold standard that would be the virus. It, it's not being done at all. So in addition to that fraud, there also CDC apparently has canceled uh, flu for this year. Every, that should be a great relief to everybody, I guess. So if CDC cancels it, it can't happen, right? But the only problem is that before you start celebrating and drinking the champagne and everything, all the people that actually do have flu, since it's canceled, they're all called COVID-19 now. Are you starting to get the importance of it? And I'm talking to the people that are involved in the censorship, too. You guys need to know about this. You're actually, well, as far as we know, you're human also. And you have families and you have kids. You need to know what's really happening instead of being you know, stuck on a, a procedure where you're supposed to say a certain thing and, and censor anybody that questions it. That's not really how it works in a country that's based on freedom because one of the main freedoms in, in that kind of a country is freedom to talk and say what you think, no matter if people like it or not. And if you start calling a whole bunch of different possible statements as unacceptable that have to be banned, um, then you don't have freedom of speech anymore. I think this is Joel. Hold on. you. This is real spontaneous live radio. So I'll let you hear. Hello? Uh, Richard, Joel Skelsey calling. Hi, Joel. We, we were uh, looking for you. My, my Skype is broken. I can't find my camera, my microphone, or... Anything. That makes it difficult because we can't use ESP. Yeah. <laughs> we downloaded a new version and it just broke. Yeah, sometimes those updates are uh, not very helpful. So, you want to you want to try the same time next week instead when it's hopefully healed? Uh, yeah, let's try that. Okay, it'll be okay, and everybody will look uh, forward to hearing from you then. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Have a good night. Okay, so you guys know exactly what's happening, and a lot of times I detail out a complete alternative show in case a guest doesn't show up, but Joel never doesn't show up, so I didn't do that. So I'm going to keep conveying to you what I want to do here, and for some reason we've been able to do this so far and haven't disappeared, and it's worth the risk in my mind um, because you really need to know about this stuff. If you just memorize what you hear from what people call sources and you don't really understand it, it's not as useful for you. So I want you to understand, if possible, what it means that there is no test for this particular virus. Uh, at least if there is, it's secret. Nobody's using it. So there's no, nobody that we know of anyway. And this is a really big deal. If, if we could get large numbers of people to understand that, and you could share you know, this uh, broadcast, which will be posted on Brideon and BitChute and places that it will stay on, find a way to share it. It's really important. Um, if this gets turned around soon, it'll be much easier than later on 
because we know what the plans are and we know where this is going. And um, our new emperor who runs America and most of the world now, uh, Mr. Gates, has promised a much worse uh, virus pretty soon. And he was uh, on a interview, I think, with Colbert. And he said, and Stephen Colbert was saying, you know, what do we need to know to listen to you now? And, and Mr. Gates was saying, well, the worst nightmare scenario, I think that's the words he used, would be a bioweapon. And he said, that is coming. Now, how would he know that that's coming? Does anybody ask that by any chance when a statement like that is made? If somebody said a bioweapon is coming and they're not kidding, that means they're involved in it coming. Apparently nobody really is talking about that publicly. Well, they are, but not on the mainstream media anyway. So we're talking about it here. And since that's planned, uh, he said, well, well but to Colbert, he said, don't worry about it because the same things that you're learning to do with what he called pandemic one, which is the current pandemic, they're going to work great in pandemic two. So also, so you, you really don't have to worry about it too much. It's going to be great. And just, you know, don't get near people. Don't take your mask off, hopefully ever. I mean, wear it in your house. It's a sign of obedience, but it's also to be a good citizen that your your mask is saving countless other people. And that way you can harass them because they're not saving you if they're not wearing one. So that brings up the issue of masks. And I want to make sure you understand first the PCR issue. The numbers are not low. There are no numbers. A big difference. And almost no one is saying that. Um, it's not just, you know, there's a lot of well-meaning people that say, well, it's just a bad flu or it's not as bad as the flu or people that I can't name without disappearing instantly say that, well, it's only killing people who are, you know, extremely weak in their immune system. No, that's not known. There are no numbers. If you understand the nature of the fact that the PCR test can't detect disease. Uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people who just can't really grasp that. They keep going back, well, the numbers aren't very high. No, there aren't any numbers. And gradually they start to imagine the magnitude of that kind of deception. And it's really incredible. And when you compare that with the fact that you get, I guess we're so small, nobody hears us. So, you know, we're not targeted right away. Not yet. But, and, you know, it wouldn't, it's not very smart in a way for me to ask you to share this everywhere. But we need to do that. And you need to watch us on all these other channels that are a bit more stable and they don't tend to disappear as well. So that's the basis. And, they're hoping the plan is that they're hoping to have a lot more deaths uh, this winter because if it's a good flu season, meaning a bunch of people die 30 to 80,000 in the U.S. on an average year, that might be flu and pneumonia. They kind of clump them together. Um, and, and flu has been outlawed uh, by CDC, so nobody can die of the flu anymore. That's all going to be really hard, hardcore. Uh, statistics of COVID-19 deaths and they're going to say all the all these conspiracy theory people that didn't believe in this 
Now, what are they saying now? We got all these deaths, and they're also going to have deaths from other causes, such as wearing masks all the time, especially kids, because um, a person that you've probably heard of, I think his name is um, Fauci. Yeah, Fauci. He wrote a paper, I believe it was about 2005, I don't have it in front of me, and he said, very interesting commentary on what happened in the 1918 Spanish flu, and in that, that really did kill a lot of people, and Fauci was writing uh, a paper about why these millions of people died, and he said a huge chunk of it was bacterial pneumonia, not flu. Kind of interesting, right? And he said, oh, by the way, the bacterial pneumonia was caused by wearing masks, and they breed mold and bacteria, and then get breathed in again. Cut your oxygen, hurt your immune system, uh, overload the CO2, which your body's trying to get rid of. CO2 is not bad, but it's, it's bad to breathe it instead of oxygen. It's food for plants. I mean, it's not a problem in the world at all. There's so many scams going on right now, it's incredible. And this should have nothing to do with what political party you're in. That's totally irrelevant. And, you know, one of the problems in understanding things is like being loyal to your football team. You're loyal to a political party and all the list of things that are, you're supposed to think if you belong to that party. And that guarantees you're, you're going to be completely unable to understand anything because instead you're focused on repeating things that you memorized and we really need to as a country and as a world population it would be a really good idea to be more conscious than that and not fall for the partisan junk you know just show me what's true and the attitude is well if i'm not correct then i'll happily change it because i want to know what's true not defend a mistake that i made at all costs, that would not be smart to do. And we've got, we're being trained that if you're, you know, this party A, that you, here's the list of things you believe, and you just, it's like a religion, you just, you have to believe it because you believe it, and it's true whether it makes any sense or not. And if you don't believe it, you're like a heretic and you're bad. And you'll probably be punished and bad things will happen to you. That's not a brilliant frame of mind. And to survive what's being, you know, done in the major attack on humanity right now, whose end goal is extermination. And I can tell you some of the steps up to that. It took me uh, decades to put those pieces together, and I'm still learning more about it every day. The, the pandemic is only one piece in that bigger puzzle. And I'm, I'm talking not just to people that understand this already, but... I'm, I'm trying to talk to people that have no idea that this is happening and also to the people whose job in one way or another is to make sure this understanding never gets out. Because listen, it needs to get out and if it doesn't, it's a danger to you and your family. So you need to help us not, not be shutting down free speech. That's not a smart agenda because the... the the blowback from that, the the results of shutting down free speech are going to come and make things bad for you too. We're not really on different teams. That's a complete illusion. And the you know there's so many divisions that the media is creating 
on purpose to create chaos in the world in America and everywhere else so that the global rulers will be begged to come in and restore law and order by complete surveillance and control. That's a plan that's called uh, Problem Reaction Solution. David Ike's talked about it a lot. Oh, I guess I'm not allowed to say his name, sorry. Just learning about that. He was totally banned recently, too. A very smart guy, incredible analyst of history, and um, really amazing person. Very dedicated toward just trying to make things better in the world, not partisan at all, not against anybody, just wanting us all to be okay, which I think is the best motive that you really could have. So the bottom line on the mask thing, and all you censors need to learn this too, it's not about parties, not liberal or conservative, it's about pore size. The masks have these little holes in them, you know. That's how you can not die right away when you're wearing one. And you can kind of breathe, even though it reduces the oxygen content behind the mask and recycles CO2 into your body, which you don't need. But there are holes, otherwise you couldn't breathe at all. And when you look at the whole size, that's called pore size, and you compare that to the size of a virus, any virus, it's it's been compared by really good scientific people who are being honest, like putting up a chain-link fence to prevent the entry of a mosquito. It's not a good plan unless you're trying to fool people, and then it's a pretty good plan, I guess, because it's also psychologically... It's a, a sign of submission, subservience, obedience, willingness to follow completely nonsensical orders no matter what, even if they hurt you. And I can just imagine, as I've talked about before, people in the deep state, in whatever name you call it, the, the guys that are trying to cause damage to the human population of the world, and they're very focused on that. They, they didn't just think of doing it now. It's been going on for a long time. And I can imagine them sitting around watching us and making a bet. And one of them says to the other one, George, what do you think? Could we get them to voluntarily cut off some of their own oxygen supply, interfere with their own breathing? Because the theme, see, is to get us to hurt ourselves so they don't have to do it. That has to do with the deeper spiritual aspect of what they hope to get out of all this. And Bill says, George, you're out of your mind. They would never do that. They're dumb, but they're not that dumb. To walk around breathing through these obstructing materials and, you know, cloths over their mouth and nose, no, they're not that. And it's uh, a dollar or something like that just for fun. And you know who won the bet now. The one that said, yeah, well, I think they're dumb enough. We can get them to do it. So that's who you're working for right now is the guy that, that made that bet. And if you understand masks, not only do they not um, prevent viruses, something to think about in, in reference to the new bioweapon that was promised by Mr. Gates to be coming soon, much more dangerous and, and actual damaging. It's, masks are not going to help with that at all. And yet you can be sure that because it's a sign of obedience and fear to wear it all the time, that they won't say, well, it's not going to help. They're going to say, now this new virus is because people didn't wear their mask when they're sleeping and at home all the time and in the shower and everywhere else. 
and we have these new masks that you have to buy that are suitable for wearing underwater and in a, in a shower or anything like that. And they're going to be great, and they'll cut down your breathing even more. And so it's it's the skill of teaching circular reasoning. You know, the masks hurt people. They make you sick. They may kill you. And then when you die, they say, ah, you didn't wear the mask constantly enough. So we got to really crack down on that. We have to come into your house and check and see if you're wearing it. And if we don't come in quickly, un- unannounced, then you would have time to put it on and fool us. So we have to enter like on the spot suddenly. We might have to break your board, your door every week or something, but you could leave it unlocked for us if you don't want your door broken, something like that. That's the kind of mentality that's coming. And the police that are uh, obeying that are selling out humanity for a paycheck which I can kind of understand because they're trying to feed their families and they're worried you know, that their wife or husband will leave them or something if they don't have their job anymore and their kids won't have food and they won't be able to make their house payment. Those are understandable, really strong motivations. But we used to wonder about what happened in the 1930s and 40s, early 40s in Germany and how could people go along with this stuff? How could they not notice it, number one? And the classic you know, story is the German people going to the opera while people were being killed in the camps and say, well, in America, we would never do that. Or in England or Australia or New Zealand, we would never do that. We're a lot more civilized and conscious and brilliant than they were. So now we're getting a correction and being shown no, you would do exactly the same thing. And the police that, the people that had jobs as police and law enforcement would do the same thing. And they, they had a test at Stanford University a little while ago. And I'm trying to remember what the name of the test was. It was named after the name of the experimenter, I guess. And they just took the average person off the street and they would come in and meet somebody in a white coat, which is always, you know, really amazing that they're wearing a white coat. You have to be very respectful and reverential of anybody in a white coat, and especially if they have a stethoscope or something. I mean, like, forget it. You, you may have to bow to them. And so these people came in to do the experiment, and they were told, look, we've got a person on the other side of this curtain, and we're giving them electric shocks. And it's very important scientific research. And when they don't answer a question correctly, we give them a shock. Shock! I don't know if they got the idea from Bill Murray and Ghostbusters or not. They may have because it was a very similar experiment. Milgram, I think that's what it was called. M-I-L-G-R-A-M. Milgram experiment. I think that's it. If I'm wrong, sorry. And they said, we need you to help us with this scientific experiment. When the person gets an answer wrong, we need to... We need you to push this lever and give them a shock. And and you have to learn to operate this. There's a lever to give the shock. Okay, you got that part. And there's a big dial that has voltage on it. And it goes from zero up to, I don't know, 600 or whatever. And there's a lot of amperage behind it too. This is going to be for the benefit of the future of humanity. And even the future of the person doing it, even if it does kill them, it's going to be really great for them and their family. And they'll still get paid even if they don't live through it. Everything's going to be fine. And almost all of the uh, participants brought into that 
uh, did it. And they would turn up the uh, voltage or the amperage on the on the shock to be given so high that uh, you know the person on the other side w- wasn't really getting a shock. Otherwise, they'd have a hard time finding volunteers for that. But they were really good actors, and they would scream every time they got uh, this thing got turned on. It was probably turning on a little light or something on the other side, and. It, they, the uh, participant would be told to turn it up higher and higher and eventually you know got up into the hundreds and the person would would uh, scream really horribly for a long time and then you could hear the chair falling over and they were basically dead and uh, so the experimenter I think brought in the next uh, subject to to take the place of the person who was unfortunately dead. And the people they brought in off the street were willing to do this. This is not made up. This is not a story. This is not Ghostbusters. You guys, if you're watching and monitoring us and thinking whether you should let us stay on the air or not, you should think about this too. And, you know, what's almost as amazing as being able to get people to come into the Milgram experiment and do the test is uh, people willing to take a job with big tech and work as a censor in a country based on free speech. This is amazing. And it's like one of those things that the that the um, people watching us down here from the global elite would say, no, they wouldn't censor each other and cut off each other's free speech and fall for that. There's no way they're that dumb and unconscious. And the one who bet against him would win that bet too. Because, yeah, a lot of us are that unconscious. And we monitor shows like this and we uh, cut them off because we're told that it's not okay for anybody to hear about that. And maybe the tenets of your political party say that censorship is actually, I've heard this on TV actually, censorship is essential for the preservation of our democracy. They always have that buzzword, our democracy, phrase. Our democracy, they didn't quite understand that in America, we don't have a democracy at all. It wasn't set up to be a democracy. What does that mean? Because it sounds really like a cool thing to have a democracy. No, in a democracy, every the, the uh, majority of the public decides what's going to happen. So if you have a super conscious population... That could have good aspects. But if you have a population like we do now, and they decide, oh, all the people of a certain race have to die in a democracy, they die. Or if you decide, well, this kind of speech is not allowed to be uh, heard by anybody anymore, then that's cut off and censored. That's a democracy. So I don't think that's a majority rule right now. But in a democracy, if most of the people actually believed that there should be speech laws that would cut off all these categories of speech because they were very hateful and they might actually hurt somebody's feelings. That's something that a democracy could enact. And we don't have that in America. The founders of this country, it's not like they they or anybody else ever perfectly lived up to the ideal, which we still want to see happen. But they were aware of some aspects of the ideal. And one of them is they made it 
a constitutional republic, meaning that whatever's in the Constitution, if it's a good one, and it's written that you have natural rights, which are the, the foundation of, of freedom, basically, natural rights means you just have them. I would say you're born with them, but some of them you have before you're born because you're still a human then too. You may not breathe air, but you're totally dependent on your parents and you're quite conscious of yourself and your, your environment. That's a whole other story. But those rights are given to us by God, not by government, not by the UN, not by the World Health Organization, not by the CDC. They just belong to you. You know, they don't teach these things anywhere, even in America anymore. In school, the kids are supposed to forget all about them. Older kids in universities and the adults and everything that are there, they're not supposed to know about this. The media doesn't talk about it. That would ruin the whole thing for them. They're, they're working on ultimate control, censorship, surveillance, and uh, ending of life on the planet, ultimately. So to know about natural rights would just get in the way of the whole program. But that's what was talked about in the Declaration of Independence. The reason for the independence of the United States of America as a country and there were all kinds of ways people didn't live up to these ideals, but the ideals were so valuable. In other words, things like live however you want to live, think whatever you want to think, say whatever you want to say, and do what you want to do. Just don't do any of that in a way that takes away the same rights of other people. So mutual respect, appreciation of others, even the people playing the role of bad guys right now, we know that's their mind programming. That's not really them intrinsically as an evil being. They're just victimized by this incredible programming. And they need to be helped, and you can't help them unless you get conscious first, which is the main point of not just Lost Arts Radio, but anybody who's aware of this. Um, there's a lot of great projects going on trying to help Things that are true get exposed and help people become more conscious. And by conscious, I don't mean able to just recite all the bad things that may be happening in the world. I mean, that could be useful too. But conscious is where consciousness is where wisdom comes from, not memorization. And that's an antidote to this whole thing. And right now, it's the only one I can see that's left because of the momentum going in a downward direction. So you've got a pandemic based on a, a terrible, dreadful virus that there's no test for. And there is actually an apparent new syndrome that came out that might be associated with that virus, regardless of not having a test for it. And it was described by doctors who encountered it as a, the patient trying to breathe and their lungs work fine, but they can't get oxygen. It was compared by some of them to being dropped on the top of Mount Everest without an oxygen tank. That would be very uncomfortable. Not only would you be cold, but you couldn't breathe because the percentage of oxygen at altitude of 29,000 some feet, which is the top of Mount Everest, um, is much lower than what humans need. And so you see people climbing the peaks like that, with, especially if they're not used to it. Sherpas have a little bit more flexibility, but 
regular people often use oxygen tanks and helmets and special suits so for against hypothermia and stuff like that. Well, that's what the syndrome is like that may actually be caused by this virus, which is is real because it it's a very expensive virus. It took a lot of money to create it in a laboratory uh, in the U.S. and then with cooperation in Wuhan, and it was successful as far as I know. Not meant to be real dangerous, just terrifying and subject to control. The people who are in the know don't have to worry about it because it's you know, not very dangerous. There are protocols that help people heal from it right away with virtually no side effects and almost no cost. Those are viciously censored immediately. And again, you guys in the censorship, if you censor that information, you're basically com- complicit in killing people who would have lived if they knew about this. So it's really something to think about if you're brave enough um, to do that. And the virus is perfect because not only does it make everybody wear the sign of submission over their face, but it makes us not trust each other. And you have to stay six feet apart in all directions, which is abbreviated 666, just by total coincidence, of course. And um, it's probably they would like us to stay farther away, but they're real attached to specific numbers, so it's six feet apart. And I've heard uh, advisories from various governments recently that say it would really be better, too, if you don't look at anybody And singing is really bad. You have to try not to sing. You could be killing so many people if you try to sing. Um, And don't go to church. That's really deadly. And, you know, that's basically the definition of the worst super spreader type of activity. And then we have to check on who you've been around. See, the fact that the test is fake is really useful because if you increase the cycles then it comes out positive even if it has nothing to do with anything because it it can find residues of almost non-existent things in everybody. So you increase the cycles and say, oh, you tested positive. I was really hoping you wouldn't, but you did. So we have to put you in a safe location and everybody who was around you at the time has to be put in that safe location too with, what did, what did Klaus say? Or somebody, I think it was Klaus, no. Some, it wasn't Klaus, it was somebody else in the same organization said, with something and complete dignity that you have to be removed into an isolation facility. In America, they already have those. They're called FEMA camps, but in Canada, they actually had to build them because they weren't prepared, and they needed to build them very quickly, so they've just done a request for proposals, which was on video. Uh, one of the members of parliament asked excuse me, about this uh, isolation camp thing, how many people are you going to put in there? And since it's not uh, written as just for sick people, who has to go to those? And the person in charge of the meeting turned off his mic and said, next question. So this is the depth of what's happening coordinated worldwide right now. And the fact that the test can be adjusted to show that anybody's positive and things are getting worse and worse, And in fact, I saw in a very reputable newspaper recently, it was called the New York Times, and they said uh, all these things, current developments were happening amid worsening, much greatly worsening virus. That means turning up the PCR test, and you can have lots and lots of positive tests. 
which don't test anything, but they sound really impressive. And um, then you can say, well, it's because we didn't do severe enough lockdowns. You know, and besides, there are still some small businesses in operation. We need to make sure those are wiped out for your own good. And don't worry about that because you get free money. It's going to be great. And that's called universal basic income. And some of the people that are brought up thinking that the ultimate answer is socialism or communism, where finally everybody's just given whatever they need free. You know, like, why didn't they think of this before? The simplest way to fix everything there, there's some actual problems with that. And um, if it made everybody rich, of course it would be great. But see, when there's no motivation to produce anything, there's nothing produced. And so you can have billions of dollars given to you in universal basic income, but you go in the store and there isn't anything to buy with them. And if you com- combine issuing all this free money based on nothing, you know, no gold or silver behind it or anything like that. And you need to learn the basics of economics. It's not really very hard. It's not a scary, boring, stupid subject. It's really critical to your life and your kid's life or your parent's life or your friend's life. So learn the basics, you know. We're we're supposed to be believing that we're just dumb humans and we can't really understand anything esoteric like economics. And they have all these really super complicated formulas with you have to use calculus. And, you know, they're very impressive because they've got all these symbols that you don't know what they mean. Actually, that's just obscuring the simple reality of it. And this applies to most subjects. You know, we're supposed to think that common sense is outdated and no longer applies. And you have to be incredibly smart now, one of the leading scientists on the payroll of the deep state, to really understand and explain what's really happening and to teach the courses in the university and all that. But that's not really true. If you want to know all the little details of the theories, then that's going to take some study. But the basics are really, you can easily understand. You have a certain number of goods and services in the, in the civilization in a society, and a certain amount of money in circulation. If you just issue more money based on nothing, it's called fiat, that means decree. And you just say, let there be more money. That's the decree, that's the fiat of the ruler. Well, there's no more goods and services than there were before. There's just more money. And so the price gets bid up. It's called inflation. And that's why it's really simple. When there's more money and everything else stays the same, the value of the money goes proportionally down. That's called inflation. And ever since the central bank took over in America to stabilize everything and make it wonderful, the inflation has been horrendous. And the value of the buying power of a dollar now is, I think it's down to less than 1% of what it was in 1913 when the uh, central bank here started. So... Money backed by nothing is not good. And and by the way, those of you who are learning something about this, you can't back money with like oil. Um, some people say you can do it with commodities like agricultural commodities or uh, machinery or uh, assets in the ground that can be mined later. The reason that you can't do that, <laughs> it's not very hard to understand, is that to have backing on paper money 
or anything like that means that when you take a dollar into the bank and it's an actual backed solid uh, valid currency, they will hand you the backing material over the counter and you're not going to go in there and get a cup of oil. So anybody that says, well, commodities will back the money, no, it won't because nobody wants to get a cup of oil for the dollar when they go into the bank. They have to get something that's convenient, small, compact, durable, doesn't wear out, doesn't spill all over your clothes like oil, uh, doesn't poison you. You know, um, it has to have certain qualities. And the only things that I know of that have passed those, it has to be easily recognizable also, sorry, and quantifiable into different denominations. So you can't have backing by diamonds, for example. That does not work. Only an expert knows the difference between uh, a real diamond and a fake diamond. And you don't know the exact price of it. You'd need an assay. Whereas if you get a silver coin that says one ounce, you know exactly what that is. So in the beginning of America, when it was set up, the money was specifically intended to be gold and silver. Anyway, there's way too many details and we're almost out of time here and I've gone through half a page of four pages of backup notes that I wanted to share with you. Forgot all about them, basically. I don't know where I am with it. But But the bottom line of the whole thing is Consciousness, really that's what it comes down to. And I mean consciousness in the real sense, not a new agey, nice you know, thing to believe in that really doesn't mean anything. And you just all sit around and be conscious. I'm not talking about that. Real self-awareness, where you don't get stuck in mind programs and say, I'm a censor and I have to censor everybody because I'm in the elite group and I'm saving the country by not letting people hear or say what's unacceptable to the bosses, you would never fall for that. You would never take a job like that. You would never stay there. Or if you did, you would try to use your position um, to do some good so that you don't destroy free speech in the only country I know of that's based in theory on individual freedom, not freedom for the whole, not the good of the whole. That's collectivism, and like Ed Griffin has explained, it leads to terrible results. It doesn't matter if you call it socialism, communism, or anything like that. It's national and world suicide. So this is the only country that I know of that was started with the basis of individual freedom is inviolable based on unalienable rights that come from God. And they belong to you whether you... No matter what religion you have, no matter what race you are, and you know a lot of these things were imperfect in the founders' uh, generation, but got corrected later. The whole race thing. Now we know that race is is a totally irrelevant issue to character. And the, like Martin Luther King said, you don't judge people by their race. You don't say all people of this race are good or all people of this race are bad, which the media and the educational system is trying to make us think right that right now they want us totally thinking of everything in terms of race it's all nonsense your spirit so is everybody else even if they're green they're they're made out of spirit there was nothing originally to make anybody out of and we're all deeply connected which is the reason you know it's been said love your neighbor or your brother as yourself 
It's because that's pretty much who they are in another form, even if they're playing the role of the bad guy. And it doesn't mean you don't use self-defense or anything. It just means you don't hate anybody. This opens the door to getting accessing so much more of your power, there's no comparison. So right now we have a situation where the forces that want to end life on our planet, it's not just population reduction. It took me 20 years to put these pieces together and more. It's not just reduction. It's extermination of life on the planet. Because if you're planning, it's just common sense. If you're planning to be in the elite remnant that's left after everybody else gets wiped out, like the Georgia Guidestones say and things like that, you don't destroy the life support systems of the planet. This is not, I hate to use the analogy rocket science, because rocket science may not be like rocket science either in some of its aspects, but this is definitely not. If you're going to get rid of almost everybody else and you're going to have an elite group left, you don't wipe out the ecosystem. You're smart, smart enough not to do that. And they're doing that. What does that tell you? They don't plan to survive this. It's a suicide mission. And I don't think that's a very good plan, speaking as one of the humans here. And if you agree with that, then to get empowered to change this, it's more than just going out and arguing with somebody or debating or fighting about it. You have to un uncover your own forgotten natural talents and, and abilities, which everybody has at a deep level. But if they're not conscious, you can't access them, and they're a bunch of theory and talk, and they don't do anything. So that's the only thing I can see left. And it doesn't mean you don't do physical things. You Certain kinds of protests against bad things are good. Talking to the so-called representatives who don't want to talk to you, that can be good, although it can be different, too. I've done a lot of that. Um, what David and other people say about uh, non-compliance and civil disobedience can be very critically important to at least buy us time. But what it comes down to in the end is going to be consciousness. Having your physical health intact really helps that. But it's not the same thing. It just means once your body is functioning smoothly and isn't bothering you all the time, it's easier to work on the, the inner work, which is what we're never supposed to find out. You think that the what I've been talking about with the testing is a closely guarded secret. It's nothing compared to the secret of who you are. You know, a tiny number of people could turn this around if they really woke up. And I don't mean intellectually. It's much deeper. So I'm suggesting work on that. Analyze yourself. Don't criticize others as the main focus. You know, you're aware of who's doing what, good and bad. But the main focus is on what you need to do to improve your life. And I, I do uh, occasionally work with people one-on-one -on -one with that kind of thing. And if you're interested in that, if I have time, you can email me and ask me about it if you want to. But, but we, um, we set up a, a private group in a platform that doesn't get censored. And it's much, much cheaper. And it's... Uh, once every week and there's communication within the group during the week and it's a good system and if you have an interest in wanting to get into that for yourself you can join us i'll invite you and the access is through planetaryhealingclub.com 
And if you have questions about it, just use the contact form and ask and we'll respond. Um, other than that, because you certainly don't have to do it that way, you can you can do these things yourself if you have the intent and you stay on it. And there are lots of ways. But time is short in this chapter of existence. So even though we're going to be okay in the long run, what's going to happen in the extremely near future you need to help us with? And by us, I mean life and humanity. You're really important. Don't think that because of your circumstances or things you don't know that you're not a major player, you're the major player. Really critical. It's the only reason that we're doing these shows is to remind you of that and encourage you to get back in touch with who you actually are and then use it for everybody's good. And it's it's not a theory, it's something that you can actually get back in touch with and use and do an experience. That's the main thing, and we're a little bit over time here. So if you want to join us in the private club, that's in 26 minutes, planetaryhealingclub.com, or just ask questions about it with a contact form. Subscribe to us on Brighteon. Uh, watch us on BitChute. Because those, uh, those channels are more stable than some of the big ones where people disappear faster. And, you know, any of you that are working for the censors or working for uh, the dark side in any way, you're invited if you want to change what you're doing. Anybody can change. And you're not condemned if you do that. You can make a whole new future for yourself, which I think you'd enjoy, actually, more than what you're doing especially since you're going to find out it's a good thing to do. Okay, what else was I supposed to tell you? This is Saturday, and we have a Sunday show live, not live, usually recorded, with guests from anywhere in the world, and that's going to be on tomorrow night. There's always really interesting people. Uh, Announcements are up on our main site, lostartsradio.com. That's how to stay in touch with us there. And uh, we don't have commercials, so if you want to support us and keep us on the air, There's donate buttons on lostartsradio.com. Very important if you want to keep seeing us. And lostartsresearchinstitute.org. That's our nonprofit donate button there. And subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. I think that's about it. So please take care of yourself, whether you do anything with us or not. Most important thing, if you want to be useful to other people and contribute to a better outcome than what our rulers have planned right now, Help yourself. Take care of yourself. Get your health back as much as you can. Um, Watch your mental and emotional patterns. Stabilize those. Raise your awareness level. And what you'll be able to do for everybody, including yourself, will radically change. So, anyway, sorry to go over so much. And thanks for being with us. I really appreciate it. Joel, as you heard on the phone call, uh, said he was really sorry his computer wasn't working and he'll try to be on one week from now on lost arts radio live and we'll look forward to seeing you then have a good night introducing lost arts radio on subscribestar.com just go to subscribestar.com slash lost arts radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just five bucks a month we offer incredible value for any rewards level from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. 
We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.